Daily Dribble. Welcome back to the Daily Dribble Podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zabbitt, here recording on the 24th of April, day before Anzac Day. Joining me, Mr. Liam Hancock. What's going on, guys? Lee here. How are you, mate? I'm good. It's a little bit of a different change of scenery for this uh, this podcast. We're recording but... in a different space, aren't we? And we're back in the early morning time slot, yeah. the, the earlier than usual morning time slot. It so... feels like I've got a lot of space. Yeah, there's feels a lot like of room to manoeuvre here, isn't there? Yeah. So mm. that is good. Also joining us, Roy Hancock. Hey Nick, how are we? Good mate, how are you? You yeah. enjoying the uh, early morning format again? Yeah, look, I don't mind it. And we've got our new studio this morning, <laughs> um, temporary studio. But, um, A little no. trial run, isn't it? Yeah, no, I'm feeling pretty fresh this morning. Love to hear that. That is good to hear because we do have a big episode in store today, guys. We're going to recap all the notable odds and ends from throughout the week from the NBA and NBL. Uh, we're also we're going to just touch on, uh, it's been a big year for the, the, dra- the 2020 draft class. So we thought that it's a pretty good opportunity to go go through and redraft our top mm. 15. My yeah. love child. Your love child. Well done, Lee. And we'll, we'll, we'll be doing this, I'm guessing, for other drafts like... Yeah, in the future, yeah. the coming year. Or, I mean, like past. Oh, past drafts. Yeah, I absolutely. A little series we could have on our hands here. Mm. Um, I'm sure there's no doubt going to be a couple of debates and a couple of... Uh, interesting inclusions and omissions there, so I'm absolutely. looking forward to that. Yep. And we've also got Hero of the Week. Uh, before we get into it, though, guys, a big thank you again to both of our sponsors, Intersport, Hobart and Kingston, uh, as well as Card Culture. Um, during the week, did you guys see, mm. thank you guys in the uh, the Card yes. Culture, the NBA Jam tournament that could be happening soon? Have we put our hand up for it? I think I think we've shown an expression of interest, <laughs> yes, um, but yeah. I really think this is our time to shine. I think so. Lee, do you, do you fan- you're a bit of a gamer yourself, aren't you? You fancy yourself, don't you? <laughs> I don't want to be put in that bracket. I, I wouldn't put you in that bracket, but you have a natural, boy. natural <laughs> flair for I, the, uh, I used to be. I haven't in a long time, but no, I think I could um, carry you guys on my back. I think I think it's an individual tournament. Is it? Yeah, oh, okay. so we're playing for ourselves here. Oh, okay. Every, uh, individual every glory, eh? That's it. Yeah. I love it. Um, but again, a big shout out to both of those guys doing incredible things in sport with their new store as well. Yep. Opening soon, so keep an eye out for that. Great. Let's get into it, guys. Big episode. Let's start on a somber, a somber note. Um, horrible news out of LA yesterday. Uh, a fatal car accident in the LA area. Uh, Kentucky freshman Terrence Clark has sadly passed away. Mm. Um, he was a highly regarded prospect and was really um, starting to make some waves and coming into like the upcoming draft, he was really... I guess at the forefront of a lot of people's minds. Um, he's, he, from all accounts, got an incredible work ethic, a really well-rounded game, and it's just horrible news. Um, again, any life taken is horrible news in itself, but a, a guy with so much potential and who was that young, mm. uh, it's really quite devastating. So. Yeah, look, we think about him as a basketball player because I guess that's all we really knew yep. knew of him. Um, but you just think, excluding basketball, he was just a young kid. That's it. And yeah, he had, so he had his entire life ahead of him. Um, it's really tragic news. And um, yeah, thoughts go out to his family and close friends. Yeah, it's certainly, certainly. Um, we'll lighten the mood a little bit here. A little date to mark in the calendar, guys. Free agency will start on August the 2nd. Uh, so okay. there's a date to jot down in the calendars. It's no doubt going to be a pretty... I think for us guys, it's it's like Christmas. You see the trades <laughs> coming thick and fast. It so is, it's, yeah. It's going to be a date to remember there. Um, so certainly looking forward to that one. Are there some big names this year in the free agency class? Why Leonard's the big name big at the name forefront of people's minds. So 
imagine him on the move. Imagine what that would do to shift the NBA landscape once again. That'll all be dependent on how the Clippers go this year, I think. They're a team to watch out for. They're yep. a bit of a hot streak at the minute, but in the yep. playoffs, that could uh, certainly be... Yeah, I, I know. He's on a bit of a seesaw at the minute, isn't it? After yeah. the failures of last year. We don't necessarily trust the Clippers come playoffs. I so, do. That's why yeah, I locked. That's why I put them over the, the, Lakers. the Lakers last week. But I just want to talk about um, a couple of injuries that yes. have um, happened throughout the week. The first one I think we had was Miles Turner. Yep. Um, he had a partial tear of his plantar plate. Is that how you... Yeah, that yep. means mm. playing the right foot. The there. right foot, and he's out indefinitely, so... That's when so, when they say indefinitely, it, you don't know if it means you know three games or a couple months. And it's horrible know. that we don't like TJ Warren's out indefinitely as well for the season. It's horrible that we don't get to see this team at full strength because mm-hmm. they they have a lot of potential now that they do. Reverts back, Brogdon firing, Sabonis All Star. Like they do have a lot of talent, but. I think, Unfortunately, we just haven't got a look at them at their full capacity. I think at their full capacity, they'd certainly be a dark horse contender. But the the fact of the matter is they've got one of their key guys out now in Miles Turner. We don't know when he's returning. TJ Warren, that's obviously another hit, but he's been out for the for the season as well. We just want to see all of these teams at full strength. Yeah, no, 100%. Another one we had is not so much an injury, but um, JH, James Harden, had a setback in his hamstring rehab. He's also out indefinitely they just can't seem to like the paces i guess but more so the brooklyn nets they can't seem to have all three stars mm. at, the same, at the same time and that's i think for a lot of teams and a lot of kind of pundits out there that's the big question mark over them because yeah. with a team with this much talent you kind of assume they're going to walk onto the court and it's all going to be fine which it probably will um mm. with that level of talent but there is no cohesiveness yet they have we haven't seen how they actually play and interact mm. with one another. We were discussing last night Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah. His return potentially. Yeah, returning in the playoffs. In the playoffs. We, we've almost completely forgot about him. But um, imagine a player like Spencer coming into this team off the bench. I'd completely bench forgotten in... about him. That name, when I heard it, it, was just, it just sounded so foreign. <laughs> mm. yeah. Um, yeah. So that's another big injury there. We've also got the Wizards. Uh, Denny Adviar is set to miss an extended period of time after suffering a hairline fracture on his right ankle. Well, he's out for the season. Yeah, so... Yeah. No, no need to risk him, even if it was a minor injury. Although the Wizards are making a charge up the standings, they're into the yeah. playing spot at the moment. Um, I think if it was a key player, you'd, you'd probably so, risk him, you? but not a not a rookie. I wonder if this year, you'd almost think it's the the year that the most rooks get injured. Like we have had that many, and because mm. the schedule's been so compact and yeah. like a lot more injuries than normal, just you know you're playing three games in four mm. nights or two games in three nights or whatever the case. That's There's right. a lot of action constantly happening, mm. and it, it does take a toll on the bodies. So if mm. you look at players, I don't know, like Julius Randle and James Harden, he was right up there in minutes played per game, so it's really yep. not a surprise that you know he has suffered an injury. Yeah, absolutely. Another injury which probably was the best possible outcome yeah. was um, Trey Young. He suffered a grade two lateral sprain on his ankle, um, and that could have been bad, but he's able to return um, when the swelling and the pain goes away. This one looked bad. That You mm. can kind of hear on the mics just under the bucket there that like the kind of sound he was making, yeah. and you kind of thought it was going to be the worst possible scenario for him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a big one because the Hawks are really starting to fire since... Um, Nate McMillan's come in, mm. and they look like a team who could be a, a tough out, but it is quite reliant on Trey Young, so that is good news that he's... 
their whole team dynamic is relied on yep. Yeah. On Trey Young, I think you take him out of the equation and starts to look very different and nowhere near as much of a threat. Bogdanovich has been finding a bit of form. He's starting yeah, quite he's slowly in his time yep. in Atlanta, but he's he's looking like a threat as well. And Lou Williams, another name yeah. you almost forget about, who's actually yeah, like you still think of it, I still think of him as a Clipper. So he's doing good things down there as well. What, got, what about Gallinari? I just want to check how he's doing. I think he's out injured at the moment as well. No, he's not, because oh, he not. was for a lot of the start. Actually, yes, he is. He is out, yes. <laughs> there you go. Woj uh, over here. Woj over here. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, but again, once they're if they can get that team kind of, mm. you know, pretty well, full strength, healthy into the playoffs, I wouldn't like to face them. No. Um, but a bloke that we might see back very soon in the next oh, couple of days. Don't anyway, say it. <laughs> Lamelo Ball. Yes. Oh. Sir. Now this is this is massively as our resident Hornets fan. Um, I'll pose this question to you because last week um, on our mailbag episode, check it mm. out if you haven't already. We spoke about the Rookie of the Year race, mm. and forgive me, did you guys say Edwards is probably well, the? Well, we said Edwards with the assumption there was just so much talk of he's definitely not coming back for the remainder of the regular yeah. season. Even yeah. the NBA, um, like the NBA Instagram, I remember as soon as he got injured, he was just shifted off that. Um, rookie of the year yeah. award list, but I think if he's if he's coming back within the next week, he's definitely going to make a push to win that rookie of the year. And I, I had him before this. I think yeah. for me now he's just about a lock. Yeah, like, I think he is because he'll be at the forefront of people's minds again for the last month or so. It has been Edwards. Yeah, but once you see Lamelo, you see him back on the court. It's all going to kind of come flooding back, I reckon, the kind of thoughts we had at the first half of the mm. season. Yeah, I mean the exact and you, same boat. You made a good point last week saying that he's been the most valuable rookie to his team. Yeah, in terms of the actual wins the output, yeah. Output, yeah, certainly. Another face that's coming back. Um or he might he might have even already come back was Jaron Jackson Jr., JJJ. Um Triple J. Yeah, he he did come back and he made he made his season debut against the Clippers, so it's a name that we haven't heard in a while, isn't it? It's good for the Grizz. I tell you what, they've Scott Brooks over there has done a phenomenal job in keeping them like I, I certainly didn't have high expectations, but they're in the plane at the moment, and they're a team that they just fly under the radar. They they, they rattle off these wins that yep. you know we kind of at times don't expect them to. They go about their business quietly, and they're they're just uh, you know under the radar. Certainly a team to watch out for. It's a bit of a carbon copy of last year. It is. It is because they were in a very similar position in the plane last year. Yep. And not many people gave them a chance no. um, to even get to that position. But this year they're looking very um, likely at this stage. Uh, here's a name to look out for just in the in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, number one high school recruit, Sher Holmgren, has signed with Gonzaga. Okay. So That is one of the lankiest men I've ever seen in my a, life. He's a string bean, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. But, like, that, again, and it, we've just seen, even though they lost in the final the other week, um, they are a team and, I guess, a school and a, almost a dynasty they've turned into. They are yep. at the elite point of college basketball, and this... Mm. This dominance with this signing doesn't look like it's going to uh, end anytime soon. End anytime soon. That's yeah. it. So certainly a name to watch out there for, yeah. um, and look forward to see what he can do there. What do you think of um, what the Nuggets did? They signed Austin Rivers on a ten-day deal. Like obviously, it's not a huge staple piece move, but I I've you always thought value. that Austin Rivers is not a bad player. He can add some value. Can't yeah. he? He's not going to have a huge role, you wouldn't think. Particularly but... with Jamal Murray going down yeah, another. Yes. Guard to their stocks are certainly going to hurt. Someone who can shoot the ball, it's mm. certainly not going to hurt them. And these 10-day contracts, 
you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained. They have nothing to lose on That's this. That's right. So I think, interested to see how he goes. I think early in Austin Rivers' career, he probably put up a few too many shots than he deserved. Yep. But now he's just taking the shots that he needs to take and he's making a lot of them. I think he's matured a bit. Yes. That's yeah. a That's big thing, word. isn't it? Yep. yep, I would agree with that. It'll be interesting to see how he goes and if he actually gains a spot on the roster. Mm. Um, at the start of the week, guys, I don't know if you heard about this. Uh, Rockets guard Sterling Brown oh, yes, I was did. jumped outside of a club in Miami. He oh, was yes. uh, he was hit in the head with a bottle, required medical attention after receiving facial lacerations. Um, he is going to make a full recovery, but 20-year-old teammate Kevin Porter yeah. Jr. rushed to his aid to fight off the attackers. Now, how's that for some stones on the kid? Do I mean, who who else would have done it apart from Kevin Porter Jr.? Probably not. He's the man to do it. He is the man. You do not want to mess with KBJ, do you? And th- these are kind of like stories, instances you hear that build you know, yourself as a fan favourite that kind of you actually build some kind mm. of a bit of star power. Yeah. Um, you know, you're thought of a little bit differently, but... Yeah, it was pretty horrible for Sterling Brown. Ha- very happy to hear he'll make a full recovery. But uh, yeah, how, did, how did that happen? I I think I heard something. I'm not sure if this is correct or not. But he may have hopped into the wrong vehicle out the front of the club, and he got yeah. jumped. But yeah, I'm not 100. Heard a couple sure. of mixed stories. Yeah, I have yeah. heard that one yeah. going around, but I certainly wouldn't like to be smacked in the head with a bottle. Absolutely sure. not. No. Would you, would you lay your? What? what are you now? 19. 19. He's 20. If I got clocked in the head with a bottle, would you be rushing to my aid? Oh, I wouldn't be. I probably would be. I'd like well, you it. and I are both going out tonight, yeah. so I want to hear it you know, pretty confidently <laughs> that you have my I back, would. Jack. You want I a would. bit of reassurance, don't you? I would. Do. I'd be like, <laughs> what's stuff. going on here? But the only, I say the only, but one of the downsides of that story is, I don't know about Sterling Brown, but um, KPJ, he's um, out because he violated some um, health and safety yeah. protocols. Yep. I don't know how long. I don't think it's any big loss. It was announced. Well, it's been confirmed that uh, the Rockets and the Wolves are the first two teams eliminated from playoff contention. Who would have thought? Yeah, what are the odds of that? But we'll certainly see a few more coming in the coming days. Good. Lads, do you have anything else from the NBA? Nope. Right, I've got a couple of NBL ones to rattle through. It's been a big week in the league. And I'm going to start here. We mentioned last week on our uh, mailbag episode, our Dark Horses, Mm. for the... For the NBL championships, Roy, you said the the Phoenix. Didn't I did. You? Yes. I said the Kings. Now, did you? I did. I said because of Casper Ware, oh, I think okay. they're a team that mm. can do some damage. Uh, last Saturday night, they played the Taipans. They won eighty nine to eighty four, but Casper Ware dropped forty points. Oh. Now, not very often you see forty points in an NBL game. Freak. He was electric. Two rebounds, three assists, fifteen of twenty six from the field, and seven of fourteen from three. And then they followed that up on Thursday by beating the Phoenix by 20 points, sending a bit of a, a, a bit of a warning sign to the rest of the competition there, I think. So certainly a team to watch out for. Do you know something that we don't know? I, mm-hmm. I don't, but they have suffered a blow, though. Oh. Um, you might have seen during the week, um, start Diddy Lazada has signed a multi-year deal with the Pelicans. Not yeah. Diddy. Um, so the 21-year-old star is just going through the actual um, the kind of safe, health and safety protocols. So a blow there to the Kings, but mm. great for him. Mm. Um, and it follows on, you know, we've seen a couple of players from the Kings head to the Pelicans, so they've got a bit of a pipeline happening there. They do. Uh, big man for the Taipans, Cam Oliver, is returning to the US due to a family medical issue. Okay. Um, yeah, the Taipans are well and truly out of it now, so mm. that's not too much of an issue, but he is on contract for next year, so we will see him again. Um, and the Adelaide 36ers have signed highly touted big man, 
Kai Soto from, from the Philippines. I've heard really good things about him. Seven foot two. He comes Jesus. from the G League Ignite team, um, and he has been really hyped up. Mm, now, mm. this is great for the league as well. It's going to hopefully bring in a whole other uh, demographic of, I guess, viewers. Yeah, um, yep. But this guy is this guy's a man mountain. Um, so very exciting there. Hopefully see him and Josh Giddy for a short period of time link up yeah. with one another. Before they take off and become household names. <laughs> Indeed. So a big week there in the NBL. Um, Giddy Watch will be back next week. We'll see a bit more <laughs> of the great man as his draft stocks continue to rise. Done. Guys, a big week of odds and ends there uh, from not only the NBA and NBL as we start marching towards the playoffs for both. But let's now turn our focus to the 2020 draft, I guess, Redraft. Redraft. <laughs> That's how we'll describe it. What Redrafting, we're... like, not only on what we've seen, but on future potential as well. I think so. Yeah, I think so. So what we've done here, guys, we're going to go to the top 15. Um, I think I speak on behalf of us, all of us. Um, this was a bit of a difficult process. To it kind was. Of... A lot of shifting and sh- changing. There mm. was. Now, uh, I'm, uh, guys, listeners out there, uh, be sure to let us know what you think of our list. I'm sure we... We might get some kudos, we might get a bit of backlash, but yeah. we would love to hear what you thought, as well as your own list. So be sure to hit us up on our, any of our socials, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. Yeah. Slide into our DMs and let us know what you think. So, with these ones, I didn't really take into account which teams would be picking the players. No, so me neither. That's just based on our rankings for the players. Yeah. Uh, let's start with number one, guys. Now, I think I know where we're all going. Ro, who did you have? I had LaMelo Ball. And I think I can safely say that you you guys had him as well. Likewise. Dead. He's a bit of a consensus pick. Um, even though he's been out for a little while with injury, we're, we're still thinking that he might be rookie of the year. Yeah. Um, he's been so much better than people would have even imagined. Yeah. 100%. He was highly touted coming into this season. Um, but even so, we didn't expect him to be this good this early. Do you think it aided him, just quickly, do you think it aided him going, as opposed to college, do you think it aided him coming here to the NBL, playing against some big men? I having, think so. I guess he was the focal point of a main team in a, in a quality league, and he, he thrived here, and it's kind of translated into the NBA. Without any doubt whatsoever. And many many experts, so-called experts, have said the same thing, yep. that the transition from the NBL to the NBA has been a good thing for Lamelo Ball coming into well, a well, league. with Luca, isn't it? With the Luca Euro as well. That's, that's exactly right. Um, but... He's he's just been outstanding, and like Lee would be the one who's most excited out of all of us because this is the first year of what will be a long, really um, promising career from what we've seen. And the Hornets themselves have certainly surpassed expectations. Mm. Was this ever in doubt for you, Lee? Number one, Lamelo. I was never in doubt. Yeah, this was a good one because, as we said, there was a bit of you know moving and shifting and changing, but this one was pretty well set in concrete. As soon as I, as soon as we kind of proposed this idea, yeah. Number two, then, Lee, who did you have? I had the Ant-Man. I did, too. Yeah, I, I did. ended up with the Ant-Man. Yep. Um, this guy obviously hasn't been able to make the Wolves do a 180 and start scoring and racking up wins, but his scoring output um, already is through the roof. Um, his footwork and his ability to shift and you know yep. drive to the bucket is um, almost... Almost something we haven't seen in a long time. And he, he's mm. built into it, hasn't he? Yeah. Like he didn't start the season, you know, white hot, but mm. he's really built into it and, you know, has found a bit of a purple patch as of late. Agree. The only thing I'm worried about with Edwards is um, his uh, possibility to b- pick up bad habits. He already came into the league saying he wasn't that 
driven to yeah. play basketball. Yep. Mm. And we already see he's sometimes putting up some pretty woeful He's got threes. some natural ability, doesn't he? But will it translate to actually putting him work off the court yeah. and doing those one Because you need to do yep. that. And his defense is a bit lackluster, but I hope he can shift that mindset and just focus on what he's doing. Okay, here's a question then. For the for the Wolves, um, do you now, like for so long it's been Carl anthony Towns mm. is the face of the franchise, does it shift to Edwards a little bit now? Do you kind of think, oh, okay, maybe Cat... We'll see how they go next year together mm. um, with D-Russ. If it doesn't work out, do we look to – do you move on from Towns and build around Edwards solely? I think it, I think they have a potential to be one of those teams who have that one-two punch, not necessarily a leading guy, yep. but they certainly need the supporting pieces. Um, at the moment, Cat is the leader of that team, um, and I can see that for the foreseeable future certainly. unless he leaves, but – it's the supporting pieces that the Wolves need. They're too thin at the moment. They're relying too heavily on Cat and now a rookie in Anthony Edwards. Edwards averaged 25 points during March, which is really promising. Incredible. But at the, at the same time, where's the other um, points coming exactly. from? Exactly. Um, loving D. Yeah. Russ off the bench, we've said it the last yep. I yeah. think, couple of weeks consecutively. What he's doing in that sixth man role, he is just uh, just a weapon off there. He's literally have there. someone who can score the ball as comfortably as he can. Well, my concerns with that was um, that he wouldn't be happy coming off the bench. Does yeah. he look happy? Because uh, I don't watch that many Wolves he games, doesn't. to be honest. From what I've seen, he doesn't have any issue, and he's still okay. in good minutes. Yeah, um, like he's still playing a lot more, like more minutes than most of the starters. Mm. So that's not a concern. That's the thing, isn't it? And like he might be. Thing, isn't it? It's a name between starters and bench. Like there's no. Often it doesn't have any actual effect. He's playing starter minutes, but he's yeah. coming off the bench. I don't think he's overly concerned. And no. he's somewhat, or he is the leader off the bench, so he's not missing out on that leadership role because yep. he's leading cool. those second stringers. And just quickly, he needs to be there because if he's not there, you look at their other bench yeah. players and there's oh. a lot to be desired on that bench. Yeah. Um, so They've um, got potential, though, the Wolves, I think. like They just need to... They They're need another few to, pieces. They I do think. a couple of handy role players, but they've got they've got talent there. So yeah. Edwards at number two was that the same for you there, Ryan? Yeah, yeah. yep, Edwards there. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I'll follow it up with number three. Now I think now we've got through the first the first two. We might start to see I a little s- bit of. I still think it's going to be the same. A little bit of variance, Nick. Uh, maybe for this one we will. Number three for me, Tyrese Halliburton. Same. Hate to be so predictable, but yes. We did. <laughs> okay, this guy has been a real shining light for the Kings yeah. in what's been a pretty dour year. They had um, certainly playoff expectations on them, um, but he's really been a bright spark, came off the bench, has been able to come into a starter's role and fulfil it well. Uh, he's got a really kind of well-fasted game in all aspects yeah. from rebounding, distributing the ball, shooting the ball has looked a lot more solid as of late. Mm. Um, and I just think he's got a really high ceiling, or not a top-tier ceiling. Like yeah. He's not going to be an MVP, I don't believe, but I think he's got a lower floor, uh, a higher floor yeah. than a lot of players. Mm. Like I don't see him being a bust. He's just so no. reliable off That's the bench, it. and that fit of him and De'Aaron Fox is almost near perfect. Um, like you said, he's shown a lot of good attributes. His playmaking, his, his perimeter shooting has um, been impressive, um, and even his defense, it's quite handsy, and they're all the exact attributes that 
build a good foundation player. And we love active hands, don't we, Lee, on yeah. the defensive and hands? And I, I think if he keeps building on those attributes, he's no doubt going to become an All-Star. Yeah, certainly. The Kings, Roy, it's been a pretty miserable year. Um, mm. Certainly playoffs were, it was pretty much a must, I think, but he has been shining light, playing about 30 minutes a game as well. Has not looked out of place. He's been um, a bright spark, hasn't he? Yeah, as you said, that three-point percentage, he's shooting 41.5% mm. uh, on five attempts a game. Jeez, now that's, yeah. That is pretty elite that's from a rookie. So, uh, yeah, incredibly impressed with what I've seen. It also shows high IQ yeah. um, to take those high-percentage shots yep. because he could come into this league thinking, I'm just going to jack up as many shots as possible, try and get as many points on the on the board try and get a name for myself, yep. but he's taking these high percentage shots and as you were just mentioning with that percentage, he's Good knocking clip. down a fair percentage. Good yep. stuff, lads. Number three, we're all in sync. Okay, we need to see some this points. Is, I think we'll, this is where it starts to mix up a bit. Number four, take it away, Lee. I had James Wiseman. Oh, we, we bloody yeah. We're all, guys. oh, goodness. <laughs> I mean, he's had, okay. he's had major ups and downs and a majority of yep. them have been downed, um, but he's... His size and his stature and his skill set and his, you know, agility, it's hard to look past him at that number four spot. I've been impressed with his um, outside shot and yeah, I think I yeah. really mm. hope it's something that he can continue to work on and continue to shoot with confidence because uh, that is really such a valuable skill for big men now and especially when you're young, you want to get those good habits. Yeah. Uh, I think he's looked better coming off the bench, certainly. Okay. Yeah. Um, like in in parts that we've seen, mm. uh, it's horrible he's out now with an injury, so we don't get the full look at him. But I think he has a very, I think he's got a real, a guaranteed spot in the league, as you said, with his skill set. He is quite dynamic, mm. um, and if he can continue to shoot the ball well, continue to board well, um, he just yeah. needs to be a little more confident in the paint. I think, mm. but yeah, he's really. A bright spark. He didn't get injured um, throughout the year. He could have been knocking on that top three spot mm. of this redraft because early days he was looking like an absolute gun. Um, and the other thing that I've noticed about him is he looks really mature for his age. Yep. Like he's coming to the league and playing with some already established stars. Steph Curry um, wouldn't necessarily say Draymond's a star uh-huh. at, at this point, but um you know, he, he seemed to fit in um, perfectly with these guys and yep. he's not, as I was mentioning before with Tyrese Halliburton, he's not trying to overdo things. Yeah. He's playing within his skill set and knowing that he's got the players, other players on his team who can lead for the, at, at this point of his career. The big thing I want to see from him in, I guess, building into next year, second-year mm-hmm. play, you normally see a big jump. I want to continue to see him at seven foot tall, really look to, you know, do a Joel Embiid and start to get an uptick in free throws. Mm, he's only over yep. attempting to tick over to a game. Uh, and I think with his athleticism, he can really look to get into the paint, draw some fouls. Mm. Uh, people are going to be wary of him. Uh, so I think that's one thing to work on as well as just continuing to board out um, on both the offensive and defensive mm. ends with confidence, which will come with more games you play. But well, here's, sure. here's my question because you can't really be both of these things that I'm about to say. Would you rather see him in his career as a present in the paint, a threat in the paint, or a stretch five, like a KP or someone? Uh, probably a presence in the paint, yeah. just with the way the team's built. When you get Clay back, mm. you've got Curry, you've got outside shooters. Present um, in the paint, but it would be handy on well, occasion to have that three-point exactly. shot. If you're a big man in the league in 2021... I think you have to have some sort of presence outside yeah, of the it's outside of the paint. Yeah. now, isn't it? You you get found out when you can't shoot at all. Um, like we know, 
for the most part, is not a not a centre. But Ben Simmons, we know he's not really going to shoot outside. We know what he's mm. doing. He's going to drive. So you can really plan your defence yeah. around that. Um, but number four, we're all in sync there, lads. So I think now we're switching it up. Recounting the top four, Lamelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, James Wiseman. That was the same for all of us. Let's see a switch up here if now, Roy. If we don't switch up here, I'll be majorly surprised. So why? Take it away. Number five spot, I've got Pat Williams. Yeah. Okay, we've differed up. We've yeah. differed, okay. Did you have Pat as well? I didn't. I had Emmanuel quickly. I had quickly as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yep. Roy, so Pat Williams there. I think Apex would love it. I think, as we were mentioning last week, Pat Williams will be one of these guys that you look back on in another 10 years and say, yeah, the Bulls would be, you know, quite happy with what he's presented. I think he's got, out of a lot of these players in the draft, he's got... Um, like he's assured to be a solid player throughout the course of his mm. career. There's some of these players in the draft who have showed signs this year, but you can you're not 100 percent sold on them at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas Pat Williams seems to be as one of these consistent players. I wouldn't say he's dominated like the Lamelo yeah. Balls and Anthony Edwards, but he's showed enough to for me to put him in my top five redraft. How's this the last fortnight? I don't. Couldn't think of a podcast with more Pat Williams talk. Yeah, he's been getting plenty of airtime, hasn't he? He has been. He's um, al- well, he's already proving himself to be a um, future great two-way player. Yeah, and that's a big part there, a two-way player. Two-way yeah. is, the, is the key word, isn't it? Yeah. Um, because if you're, uh, you're going to make a name for yourself in the NBA these days, you've got to have the offensive and defensive. Yeah. Unless you're just top tier. Unless you're like a like James a Harden. Yeah. Or, and or, you can just really yeah. be in the top couple for your offensive yeah. or defensive. And I said last week, I don't mm. see him event, like turning into an absolute superstar. Yep. But if he's got the offensive and got the defensive side of things looking pretty promising already, I think his NBA career is only going to go up. I've got a question then. Do you think his game... Um, in terms of the eyes of viewers, has been elevated because he was scouted as there was a lot of scepticism around him being drafted at what was he? Number four. four? Well, this yeah. is the thing, isn't it? Because he got drafted at four, and that, that I think looking back on it, that was probably the biggest shock for mine at coming out of the draft. That and Tyrese Halliburton going so late, yep. but him going so early as well, because there wasn't very much hype surrounding him coming into the season, I don't believe. Yep. But then on draft night, when at pick four, people were sort of scratching their heads a little bit. Yeah. But then you see him on the court in the NBA, and you go, oh, I see what they were, they were sort talking of talking about. about. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. Well, Lee, for us, we had quickly, the New York Knicks have seen a hell of a resurgence this year and quickly has really been such a bright spark, like off the bench, Um, his scoring output. And the big thing that stood out to me, I guess, and is his confidence to Mm. to take the game on in the big moments we've seen multiple Mm. times this year. He's not afraid to take a shot with the game on the line um, and just that kind of awareness. His three-point strokes are tick under 39% on, a tick under five attempts a game. Um, I think he's really a player for the future and probably more so on that offensive end. I think mm, that's where he will hang his hat. for sure. Um, but, yeah, very excited about him and his development. Well, you know I love these crafty players. My top two are Lamelo and Trey Young, and they're mm. probably the cra- one, two of the craftiest guys in the league. And this guy's crafty as well. He's quick. 
Yep. No Wait. pun intended. Um, he's crafty Good. and he's fun. And have you seen he's, that floater game of his? His floater is on point. Um, I think that floater is a tease of these crafty shot selections that are yet to come. Yep. And imagine if he turns out into one of these players that just can't be stopped, particularly around the rim, just because you don't know what he's going to put up. Exactly. And then he's still got his his three-point shot that he can, you know, rely on mm. consistently. The only thing with him is I saw somewhere that he's um, has the highest percentage of taking the most risky shots in, or, like, to, yeah, just, like, the worst right. shots in the game. The almost. Yep. Yeah. No, certainly. Well, to be honest, this guy was probably my biggest jump. He got selected as pick 25 in the draft. So up to five in our draft league, that's quite a, uh, quite a jump. <laughs> quite a so jump. Well done there quickly. What we might do, lads, the top five, we're all pretty in sync. We might mm. do it more so for the next – so we went top 15. Yeah. We'll go our next 10, but we'll kind of do it not in a speed round, but more so. Just saying we'll, what's We'll get to them because I think mm. we'll have a few differences here yeah. and there'll be a lot of players to talk about if and, we – And there'll be a lot of players that we've already said, so we can just kind of yeah. – like, for example, my six is Pat Williams, um, okay. and I and, pretty much mimic everything Rose says. And, yeah. and just on that, my six is Emmanuel Quickly yeah. as well. So Okay, there you go. My number six was Cole Anthony of the yeah, Magic. Yeah, been great. Uh, he has been great. Good to see him back now after injury. Uh, number seven, Lee. I had Sadiq Bay. Likewise. You did. I yeah. had Sadiq Bay as well. Oh, there you go. Well done, fellas. Uh, number eight for me, I had Pat Williams. Okay. I had um, a new name that we haven't talked about, Tyrese Maxey. Anyone mm-hmm. else? Ooh, good one. I had Anthony Cole. Yes, good. Yep. Anthony Cole. <laughs> <laughs> um, number nine, Right. Uh, yep, Tyrese Maxey. He's been great. Yeah, I feel like I, I did him a disservice. Jeez, where's he? Uh, don't, don't say uh, that. Audio format, you can't see the facial expressions. Where are now. we up to, nine? Nine. My nine was Aleski Pokusevsky. Okay, okay. Poku. Mine was J. Cole, Cole Anthony. Brilliant. Great. Uh, number 10, Lee. This one will shock you. This is my biggest shock. Oh, my 10 is Jaden McDaniels. Good, yeah. I like a bit of variety. I like that too. He's been really good yeah. for the Wolves. Here, and can I just he? talk about him for a second? Please do. Because his main um, his main look at him was his defense, and he's a spectacular defender. And then he was just thought that on the offensive side, he'd stand in the corner and shoot threes when he needs to. But he hasn't been doing that. He's been cutting. He's been, mm. you know, pretty good passing as well. He's been pulling up. I just... I, I'm, I like him a lot. I like him. The only thing that worries me about him is his foul tendency. Yes, yeah. He gets a lot of fouls real quickly. Um, he gets them in little spurts. He'll get two or three in a couple of minutes span and then has to sit. But apart from that, I think he will warrant, say, a, a spot there. That's he something was, he can work on as well. Exactly. That's yeah. something that's not going to, you know, that's Kill stick with you forever, yeah, certainly. Yeah. Uh, that was number 10 for you, Luke. It was. Uh, number 10 for me, I had Denny Advia. Dan. Yep. Now... A guy again, highly regarded. That that uh, that foul trouble is kind of what hinders mm. me. Um, mm. He often comes on two minutes later. He's out after he's picked up two quick fouls. But again, I like his um, decision making, his shot selection. Uh, I think he's a player who can develop over time. I like it. I've got Isaac Okoro from mm-hmm. the Cleveland Cavaliers. Brilliant. Um, he probably didn't perform as well as many thought no, he would this year. Quiet, hasn't yeah, he? but he's he's still showed. Showed signs, and I'm still happy to have him at at 10. Okay, we branch out of the top 10 now. Who was your number 11 row? Yep, I had Denny Abvia. Yeah, very good. I had Killian Hayes. 
Oh, very good. I like that. Mm. I had Peyton Pritchard, mm-hmm. good. Uh, the Celtics' little bright spot there. Yeah. Very, very, uh, I guess, a big fan, should I say, of what he's done so far. I mean, he got picked late, didn't he? He wasn't real high. No, yeah. I think oh, Peyton late, Pritchard, yeah. You sort of. Mid to late first round, was he? I think so, yep, yep. Um, excellent. Number 12, Lee. Precious Achua. Oh, good one. Love I, the name. I had uh, Kira Lewis Jr. on the Pelicans. Okay. And I had Pate Pritchard as well. Excellent. My number 13 was Precious Achua. Yep. I had Isaac Okoro. Yep. I had Isaiah Stewart from the yeah. Pistons. Another name who's done quite well for the Pistons out yeah. there who's, you know, their record doesn't suggest it, but they are seeing good development out of these young players. Mm. Oh, he's, he's ele- looks electric when he's on the court. Uh, speaking of the Pistons, my number 14 was Killian Hayes. A guy who I was very high on. I think him and Halliburton were my two picks for Rookie of the Year. The thing with Killian Hayes is he's made some poor decisions on That's, the court, yep. but I think there's no doubt he's going to um, grow out of those. Yeah, certainly. And like he's only played a handful of games. Yeah. You can count him on two hands. Yeah. True. So that will come with experience as well. Um, so he was my 14. 14, I had Peyton Pritchard. Very yep. good. Love it. I had Xavier Tillman from the Memphis mm. Grizzlies. Excellent. Well, good that one. takes us to number 15. I'll kick us off because it ties in with yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the Grizzlies, I had Desmond Bain. Yep. He's, he's been very good, actually. He has. Like, he showed some really good signs throughout the Love course. his shot. And yep. he's, again, another player with confidence who's not afraid of the moment. Um, big fan of what he's doing. I had Isaiah Stewart. Yeah, 15 pick eyed Desmond Bain as well. He's Ooh, backing it up, Grizz to Grizz. Yeah. Anyone that we left out, I left out the big name was Denny from my list. Um, there's a couple, Obi Tobin. Um, yeah, but, but we, he... again, we haven't seen a lot. Mm. Kira Lewis Jr. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a Congo. Yeah, Hawks yes, there, yeah. another name who missed out. And the thing is, like, some of these guys probably didn't make the cut because they've been injured at. at Points throughout the season. Enough, have we? We've haven't even seen a small sample size. Like it's just been minuscule, and it's yep. hard to make your opinion based off that. Because it, we were mentioning before, um, who was it? Uh, the guard from Detroit, uh, Killing Hayes. Killing mm-hmm. Hayes. Sorry, I've just had a mind. Um, <laughs> Who's missed most of the season? Missed yeah. most of the season. But who knows if he had started from game one and had more luck with injuries. He could have been, you know, a top five, six, seven pick. You just don't Definitely. Know. Yeah. What do you, what um, letter grading would you grade the, this draft? I was about to pose that I'll, before question. I answer because coming into this year, it was we had, the year before we had Zion, we had Jar, and it was yeah. a really highly regarded class. This year kind of got bashed because of its lack of depth, yeah. but I really think it's been... I mean, if A-plus is, was 2003 LeBron and like Carmelo? Yep, that has to be That's an A-plus. That's an A-plus. So, okay, based on... I think what we thought it was going to be to what it has been, mm. I would give it a a B. And I'd mm. give it a I'd give it a B plus. I was about to say B plus. Yeah. I went B, mm. but I'll say And I like what you mentioned there, what we thought it was to what it actually it has it, been. It seems to have and what it might become in the exactly. future yep. as well. Probably a B. Yeah. Is there any I guess so last year we think okay, Zion has M V P potential. Yes. Um I won't go into that, but who do you think anyone in this draft class has like top tier MVP level superstar potential? potential. Do we think Lamelo is Lamelo is going to be a superstar? Yep. Um, I don't know if you know what I. There's going to be a lot of good players without any, you know, LeBron James or something like that. There's going to be a lot of good, good, good talent. There will be. Yeah, sorry, you go. I I was just going to say, I think he can. He's obviously going to be superstar, but I think he can be MVP caliber. He's in. He's my. He's 19 years of age, and he's he was posting up a lot of triple doubles. Yeah. 
And the MVP, like, obviously it comes into consideration your team's record as well. Look at the Hornets this Mm, year, and a a fair chunk of it's based. I know there's been other contributors, but LaMelo Ball definitely contributed to their um, winning record at the moment. So I I can see that happening. But I think there's a lot of players in this draft who... We'll look back on in maybe fifteen to twenty years and go. They've they played their part in the NBA. They weren't a good career. They weren't yep. scrubs. They weren't Kwame Browns or anything <laughs> like that. So <laughs> Kwame Brown. <laughs> okay, Absolutely. I've got a question. Who from the draft will be that Kwame Brown? Oh. Like who, who's obviously been picked in the top ten at least? We're going to okay. put the mockers on someone. Oh, top ten. Um, okay, I will say I think he has. A high ceiling if he gets it right, but a low, low floor if it doesn't go right. Yeah. Killian Hayes. Yeah, okay. Mine would be um, Obi Toppin, I think. Yeah. Where, I think, where did he go? Yeah, he went, he went top fifth, five yeah. or six. Yeah. yeah, he'd be mine as well. He's he's one of those guys who, look, he looks the part, doesn't he? Like, he when he's out there, he looks like he's the raging Hulk and yep. very athletic. But I just think if he can't put all the facets of his game together, he could be one that... Uh, doesn't reach expectations. I agree. I hope he proves me wrong, though. Great pick. The only reason I said Hayes is I do worry about the decision-making, yeah. the turnovers. It is certainly something you can grow out of and that will develop over time. Wasn't he um, your pick for Rookie of the Year? It was him and Halliburton. Yeah. Um, kind of gone off him. Had to I, chuck I, Halliburton I, in there yeah, yeah, <laughs> to I, redeem I, yourself. That's it. Um, yeah, but I... I think he has a high ceiling if it goes mm-hmm. right, but if it goes wrong, I think he's got a very low floor to whereas I think a lot of these players like Pat mm-hmm. Williams, Edwards, whatever else, um, their floor is higher. Yes. So yeah. Good one. Labs well done. Got our top fifteen out. We were pretty in sync for the well a few of them. Up um, to, a few surprises up to four. there. Yeah. Um so I really enjoy doing that. I look forward to doing another draft class, maybe where there's a little bit um more room for debate and yeah. for arguments as yeah, such. Yeah, but I like thoroughly that. enjoyed doing that, lads. Let's end today's episode with Hero of the Week. Brilliant. So Hero of the Week returns, guys. Is it... Who's up first today, is it? I know me and Ray have the same one. Do you? <laughs> we well, might maybe do, I'll yeah. go first then. Um, I'll start with mine and you guys can bring it home strong. Yeah. My hero of the week, oh, it'd be horrible if we all had the same No, we don't, don't do it. We us. don't. I'm the New York Knicks. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good pick as well. Now, yeah, God, they've been on here. The Knicks, they are on an eight-game winning streak. They've got the longest winning, active winning streak in the league, um, currently sitting outright in fourth with home court advantage. Now... Would not have picked that before the season started. Uh, They've had another great week. They beat the Pelicans 122 to 112 in OT, uh, beat the Hornets 109 to 97, and then on the back-to-back followed that up with 137 to 127 win in OT versus the Hawks. How's that? Two OT games in a week, and they both won them by 10. So it shows they've got the legs to keep going, doesn't it? That's exactly right. Um, but it's just exciting because Madison Square Garden is a mecca of basketball in mm. the world. Mm. Um, and it's just great to see there's actually excitement in New York. And we spoke yeah. about before the season, didn't we? That we just needed to see it. For the league, for you know engagement, for audiences, and just generally, we needed New York to be good. Yeah. And we've got two good New York teams now. Yeah. Um, so it's incredible. We've seen... You know, the resurgence, I guess the coming of age of Julius Randle, mm. most improved player is mm. probably a lock, yes. I would say. I Has to be at this point. Put the house on it. 
Um, they're getting enough output on offense, but their defense has really been solid. Yes. Um, and also, like last year, we thought for a little bit, RJ Barrett might be a bust. Mm. His shooting as of late has been phenomenal, and mm. he's really looking like the player we thought he would be coming out of Duke. Yeah. Um, so this team, they're just the big reason for me. Their winning streak's great. The players are great, but it's just the excitement yeah. that they're generating. And honestly, currently in fourth, if they were to match up with currently in the fifth seed in the East, we've got the Hawks. I'd, I'd, I'd almost put the, the house. <laughs> I would probably take the I'd Knicks. I'd be barracking for the Knicks, that's for so sure. So would I. Mm. Like, if they if they can hold it, they're half a game up. Uh, the Celtics are half in sixth as well, mm. half a game behind. So there's a lot of room for change. But if they could somehow clinch home court advantage, oh, God. Tom Thibodeau would have to Love be it. considered coach of the year, wouldn't mm. he? He would. Yes, like, yeah, think, yeah, for sure. I've got a thing to say or a question. I'm well, not so much a question. I've never seen a team with no major inclusions happen have such a massive turnaround. They were bottom of the leaderboard yep, last year. They were. How did that happen? I, the turnaround of Julius Randle, mm-hmm. and I know he was he was all right last year, but this this year he's almost turned in. He's bordering on bloody superstar. Honestly, yeah, I think I saw something. Now it was was it Jokic and Larry Bird? Randle joins. Them as the only two other players mm-hmm. to have a season where they've gone. Is it no? Yeah, I'm going to get this wrong, yeah. but it's averaging twenty four or five mm-hmm. points, mm-hmm. eight is it ten rebounds and five assists or something, but plus shooting forty percent from three. The point is, he's breaking records. Breaking records, yeah. yeah. So it's around that ballpark, but he is doing incredible things. And just the way I, I think, honestly, I mentioned the name then, but a lot of credit's got to go to Thibodeau. Yeah, how yeah. much? That's what I was going to say. Just the way they're playing, like with actual yeah. passion and intensity, which yeah. has been lacking for the last fifteen to twenty years in New York. So and he's giving this, his star players the court time mm. that they need, and he's giving chances to like the other players as well. Yes. Like quickly has been. Yeah. Just a revelation, as we were mentioning. Thus, he got number five on our boards there, Lee. Um, I, th- I think Tibbs proves that um, a coach should deserve the credit, should get the credit they deserve because they play a big factor. If you have a god-awful coach, you're not going to win games. And often with bad teams, they're, the coach is the one who has to suffer the brunt of it, yeah. um, whether yep. it's the player's fault or not. But he has really instilled a really good culture there into New York and – I tell you what, like, look out. I'm, I'm certainly like Lakers, absolutely 100% all the way. And I said Miami were my dark horse team, but oh, I would not be upset to see be. the Knicks, you know, pull yeah. off an upset or two. And I think, regardless of if they win or lose, say if they were to face up with the mm. Hawks and the Hawks won in the next round, they're going to be beaten. They're going to be battered up. I think the Knicks are going to be coming in hard and uh, full of force. Have you ever seen a player turn from a villain to a hero? So quickly, such as Julius Randle. Villain? Why do you say villain? villain? New York. I'm telling you right now, New York fans did not like him. New York <laughs> fans don't like they anyone. Gave him a big contract, didn't they? And they, they, they did not they like were, him. They were promised kind of. They thought they were going to get Zion. Yep. They were expecting KD and Kyrie, and they yep. got Randle. No, you are right. Yep. Actually, when thinking upon that, I tell you what, he's, he's certainly turned... endeared them. Now, hasn't he? Oh, what he a, yeah, it is a turnaround. Gets the it? keys to the city, I reckon, at this point. I'll tell you what. New York are. fans are something different, though. I remember when KP would come on the court and they'd boo him. Yes. yes. Just they because he had a um, European name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was told and white, yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward. They are certainly a well-warranted hero of the week, I think. Can't wait to see what they do. Mine and Rose play isn't white, but he sure is tall. Clint Capella? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you might have big Clint. Oh, big Clint. Yep. You go, Rose. Um, he's been outstanding for this year. 
but I'm looking over the last week. He's averaged 21 points per game, 21 rebounds, two blocks. Listen to this for the rebounds over the last five games. 22, 19, 24, 16, and 21. Yeah, that's no dunks. They, uh, they've called the 20-rebound game the big beef, and he's got three of them this week. Oh, he's, he's on absolute fire. I reckon in terms of big men in the league, he's probably one of the most reliable big men yeah. at the moment in terms of you know you're going to get your points, you know yep. you're going to get your rebounds, and you know you're going to get your blocks. And the Hawks have been performing really well, so you know you're going to get your wins as well um, on most occasions. Um, but I think when um, Clint Capella came over to the Hawks, we knew he would be a handy addition, but we didn't necessarily think he would be as good as he's playing yeah. right now. Um, but he's just on he's absolute He's only 26 fire. as well, isn't he? He's still got time, to, like he's not probably quite in his prime yet. Yeah. And he's he, again, is another player who you could almost argue is most improved or climbing up that leaderboard. And it's not just stats for Clint no, Capella. No. He's valuable on that Hawks team, unlike someone like you could almost say Andre Drummond when he was at Cleveland. Um, but I saw this stat. He's converting 60% of his shots around the bucket, and that is quite mm. impressive mm. when you think about it. You're obviously not going to make 100% no. shots. So six- If you can be up around that 60% mark, that's... You'd take that, absolutely. I'll tell you what, the other reason that Clint Capella is so handy for this Hawks team is, and it sort of contradicts itself a little bit, but they've got so many shooters, mm. which is a good thing, but that means a lot of shots are going to be going up and not all of them are going to be going in. There's yeah, going someone. to be a fair few which are going to bounce off the rim and you want that guy to get you those second chance bo- um, points and he's certainly doing that at the moment. And that's kind of like comes back to the point we were saying about um, Lee, you asked whether you'd want Wiseman to be kind of a stretch five yeah. who can hit or in the kind of paint. Capella's one of those centres mm. who, you know, doesn't shoot threes at all. He literally have not taken any. Yeah. In, he lives in the paint. I don't think he's taken any in his career. Um, in his career? Yeah, I'm just looking wow. at that now. I don't th- I'm seeing zero on all his percentages um, attempts, so zero. Yeah. He does not need to, though. But wait, And that's the thing, like, he came from Houston where you got Harden, we had Chris Paul, you've got shooters around him. And likewise here, when you've, I guess that's a little asterisk next to, you know, we need big men to be able to be able to shoot a little bit. Um, he's the kind of one of the outliers. When you've got a team that is mm. full of shooters around you, you need someone, yeah, in the paint to grab those offensive boards. I think you? it's the same thing as we were mentioning before with the offensive, um, the really great offensive players, how they probably don't need to provide as much defensively. Yep. When you're as good defensively as some of these players, I'm sort of talking Clint Capella, Rudy Gobert, maybe your offensive game doesn't need to be uh, stand outside the arc and knock down a few threes. Maybe you can just stick to what you're what you're good at. at. I never understood why Rockets traded him. He got they got Rob Covington back for him, and he's that three and D player. I know, but they were were transitioning to that small ball. Were they? Well, they they really committed to committed to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, that was a funny funny little period there. I tell you what, God, it's crazy to think where the Rockets were only not long ago last season, even to mm. and a season before the real the, like the last. They're probably the only team that could really stand up to the the Warriors in that kind of dynasty phase. And now, I got. I suppose that's it, though. You got to rebuild at some point, don't you? You do. But it's do. kind of horrible looking back at what they got for Westbrook, Paul, uh, Harden. Doesn't help when your main stone hard and doesn't want to be there. It doesn't help, does Rocks it? Rocks up looking like Rick Ross. Rick Ross, yes. <laughs> Just ducks out. <laughs> he likes pears and shit. 
Does anyone remember that? Do you remember? No, I haven't uh, Like pears. <laughs> Rick Ross. No, I haven't seen that. That wasn't a good impression at all. Yes, it was. That no. just opened a memory nostalgia and rose memory. <laughs> I want to laugh a lot, but I'm not sure what you're talking about. <laughs> um, lads, a great pick there. I guess your other week of recapping, I myself had the New York Knicks. And we both had Clint Capella. Certainly both warranted picks. Lads, Another massive episode. Last week, we ran pretty long in the tooth with the mailbag. We've, uh, mm, we've we're gone the under. opposite route. We've shortened it up for you yeah. guys. A nice, short, sharp, in-and-out episode this week. I uh, certainly enjoyed doing that redraft, and mm, you know, that's mm. certainly something, uh, yeah, as I said, I really enjoyed doing that, I, and I look forward to doing that uh, another draft year soon. Mm. Um, and I'll tell you what, the, the 2021 draft's coming up over the next few months. When's that due? Uh, July, I believe. July. So we're certainly going to start. Long. Uh, I think the pre-draft episode for that will be coming up over the next sort of couple, couple of months. Yep, yep. definitely. So, we'll start to uh, get the names in the forefront of the mind, start to... Uh, let me know where Josh Giddy's going, Nick. I, uh, okay. Where'd I, you say New York? Yeah, I, I think and that was on the basis they had the 12th pick. Mm. I reckon he's going to go 7th. 7th, okay. 7th yeah. to 9th, I reckon. I think he'll go 11. 11. I, I, I think, think he'll go 10. Yeah. <laughs> he's pretty go, look at that. I think that top three to five is pretty almost set. Mm. Uh, I think that'll be very hard to break into now, but can't wait to see what he can do and to see the boards um, mm. and bring that to you guys. Guys, as we said before, as we did the redraft, make sure to hit us up. Let us know how you think we went, where we went right, where we went wrong, as well as proposing your own top 15 or top 10 or whatever the case may mm. be. We would love to hear, yeah. um, as well as continue to stay up to date with all of our socials. Um, be right a good night, lads. Uh, <laughs> uh, me uh, let them know what's happening. Uh, I can. You, you, you. Break the we're, news. We're going to do this challenge, and we've got a couple of, not really, but we've got one or two things that we're set to do. We just need to make a decision. But we're going to put Be Right or Good Night on the back burners for now. Just, just because after the season or something, okay? Yeah. For but, a little bit. Well, the thing is, we don't want to let you guys down in not doing the punishments. We'll always get around to them, but you don't understand how actually hard it is to think up and then do the challenges. It's not only a thinking, but it's finding the time. We all have pretty busy scheduled sport on the weekend, jobs, whatever else the case. So we, we, we have, we've been saying it for the last three weeks. We certainly haven't forgotten. Uh, we are in the process. It will be there, but we might just have a little break for a little while, reset, recharge, yep. uh, come up with some ideas and have another, I guess, season of Be Right or Good Night with even bigger and more intimidating punishments. And if you want a real big input in our episodes just send through some punishments because we're it's it's hard to think of some yes but it is coming so rest assured yeah um yep. i'm going to have shots good put in work because you, you just quickly a bit of side news yeah. there lee you have uh you're starting your roster on wednesday i, I am that's it um what's, the, what's the team name Coos Control. Coos Control. Big Control. fan of that. Uh, good luck to you and the boys thank you uh Rob and myself will be sitting on the sidelines this uh mm. this Roster. Uh, are you are any of you going to come along and watch a couple games? Yeah, I might actually. I come think if I think if you do, you'll get like FOMO. Yeah, I was about to say that's how I feel. I think I'd have to lace up. Yeah. Um, but certainly, wish you all the best. <laughs> Look forward you. to all the work you've been putting in. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to your weekly recount of how you go oh, each week. Okay. Yeah, we uh, can. You can do some um, videotaping. Video. Is that what I've been relegated yeah. to, <laughs> cameraman? Let's that's do a mixtape. We might, you and I should do commentary. Do you, you oh. know, do you know what else would be so fun? Doing press game 
press conferences, post-game press conferences. We might have to. I don't mind that idea. We might have to. With if the we're boys. not in the game, we've got to be part of the action because oh, you Jackie never know, B. we could be in this, the team for the up, the next roster. That's Although, it. trust me, if it's a seven-degree night, you won't catch me there. You I'll be doing my commentary no. from home. But good stuff there, Lee. All the best, mate. Thanks. Um, guys, another big episode there. Thoroughly enjoyed that one. Uh, we'll be coming at you again next week with another big episode. There'll be plenty in the works, plenty of news in both the NBA and NBL as we barrel towards the playoffs. So I certainly look forward to breaking that down with you then. Yes, you too. Good to go, guys. <laughs> Love you, bye. <laughs>